I'm Jen. And I'm Kirk. And today we're coming to you from our revamped storage room, which is now our podcasting studio. And our dog, Avi, is sitting here next to us in a chair, all comfy cozy. I know. He comes up every time and he has his chair he's got to get into and then he's got to lay on the blanket just perfectly. He's our podcast mascot. Yes, (laughs) he is. And we've got a podcast called The Faith Revolution, which Jen and I are doing. But today we kind of come to you as Heartbeat uh, because I'm an advancement specialist with Heartbeat International. And I thought, let's let's put the both of us together and talk about the things that that are important right now during this COVID time. And so Jen, kind of bring us into how you you got involved in all of this, not just me, but how you got involved in pregnancy help ministry. Well, before we met, I had already been a donor and a volunteer with a local pregnancy help center. And meeting you, of course, that united us behind a common passion. But since having been married to you, have this incredible opportunity to look at pregnancy help centers across the country, visit them. I've been to conferences and it's just deepened my heart for these ministries across the country. So it's been an honor, and it's really an honor to get to be here today with you. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, for those of you who don't know me well, I started in this as a, as a donor back in the 80s and then became an executive director in 1991, served until 1999. And from there, I started a ministry called Life Trends, where I reached out to pregnancy centers around the country, helping with communication and in development, served on a board of a pregnancy center, and Heartbeat and I began a partnership in 2009, and I came on staff in 2014 as advancement specialist, which means when you have questions about fundraising, often they go to me, which kind of leads to this podcast, because we're talking about events in this time of COVID. And we're not going to do a lot of teaching. In fact, Jen and I were talking Mm -hmm. earlier today and she said, Kirk, don't put on your suit. (laughs) This is a conversation. This is not teaching time. And so if I put on my suit and start teaching, then Jen is going to correct me and we'll step (laughs) back from that. But we do have some ideas and some thoughts. We've got three groups that we talk about. Donors is one group that we want to talk about related to events. Uh, Speakers, if we're going to have, say, fundraising dinner, what about them and how do they fit into this picture? And then you, you're the director, you're involved in development, or you're just involved in the center. How do you fit in to all of this picture as we go forward during this interesting time where we don't really have all the answers? I'd love to tell you, we're going to give you step one, step two, step three, but again, Jen told me I had to take off the suit. <laughs> but second, it's really about a conversation as we look at the overall big picture and what does it mean to each of us. So the first group we want to talk about is the donors. And I have been a donor and I'm currently a donor with some ministries. So I kind of have that perspective for our directors out there and how I'm feeling as a donor. And I wanted to just share a quick story. I am actually been volunteering and working with one ministry in our community that actually isn't a pregnancy help center. It's actually for the homeless. I actually see a lot of connections there, and that's kind of exciting to me. But I had already volunteered prior to the COVID crisis to be a table host. And so it's, I've been through that whole journey of knowing that that event was coming up, preparing for it, inviting guests to, to be at our table, and now, bam, you know, and now kind of walking through that process with the ministry. Um, at the same time, you and I have had kind of a our own attack from all of this with our finances, and we've been in a very fragile position, the most fragile we've ever been. Sure. Financially. But... 
how does that change you as a donor? Right. That's, I think, a very good question. And it doesn't, does it? It hasn't for me. Here's my thing. I don't know. I believe I have a crazy faith that says you and I are going to be fine. He's gotten us through every moment, every hardship. He's always shown up and he's not going to forsake us now, just like he will not forsake every person out there. He is still the God of all creation and he's on his throne through this crisis. But I look at this ministry that I've been passionate about and I'm not going to back out now. I know their need has gone nowhere and I still feel just as probably more passionate about that need now than I ever have. So that being said, for me, I don't know what this looks like going ahead. I don't know what the event's going to look like, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to do what I committed to doing, and I feel very strongly about it. Whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, you're going to find a way. And we talked about it this morning. We were taking our mascot, Abby, out for his walk. Yeah. That we're still in. Mm-hmm. Can we give as much as we might have normally? I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see about that, but we're still in. And I think that's the point that we want to make is that your donors are still in. They may be in a tough situation, but they're still going to try to do what they can. And I think we need to keep that in mind because a lot of times the loudest voices that we hear are the ones who are hurting the most. And that causes a struggle for us because... As we get that struggle, we hear those voices louder. Oh my goodness, Kirk, this is what I'm hearing. Oh my goodness, Kirk, we've got people who are really hurting this closed, that closed, all these things. I get it. It is Mm -hmm. tough. And we can't discount those voices. On the other hand, the loudest voices, and I promise not to put my suit on and start teaching, Mm -hmm. but the loudest voices are often the ones who are hurting. The ones who are doing well, who are not really affected by this, are probably quiet. And there's good reason for that. Mm -hmm. They don't want to sit out here and say, hey, we're doing great. I don't know about you guys, but we're fine. They're not going to say anything, but they are out there. Well, not only that, but I feel like this is such an amazing opportunity for Pregnancy Help Centers to focus on what they've been doing all along. We know that ministries across this country are lifting up the most vulnerable in our community. Yes, of course, babies, but they're lifting up fragile men and women who feel hopeless and scared. And so this, to me, is the perfect time for ministries to highlight this is what we do. We lift up the broken, the hurting, the people who don't feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're helping them to see it. And to me, as a donor, that is very exciting and encouraging to me to see how pregnancy help centers that I'm already so committed to are helping during this time of crisis because I know you are. I know you're out there helping directors, these men and women who are fearful We know that some of the greatest pushing up of our sleeves is just right ahead. We know that as we get on the other side of all this, there are going to be a lot of fearful people. And we know that pregnancy help ministries are going to just show up over and over again. So we need to help our donors see that big vision of what we are doing as pregnancy help ministries. Yes, and that goes from maternity homes. You've still got residents. You're keeping a roof mm-hmm. over the heads of people who are scared to death. You're doing all these things. So I think it's so important that we tell them what we are doing. Yeah, because I'm not going anywhere as a donor. The cause of life is so important to me that COVID has not changed that passion that I have. Not at all. And not only has it not changed our passion, it's not changed changed our mission. Mm. Our mission continues. And if we let people know our mission is still here, we're about changing lives. Mm-hmm. We're bigger than the abortion issue. The abortion issue is obviously key to a lot of what we do, 
but we're bigger than this. And this is a great opportunity, I think, about is telling people, hey, we're not only the pro-life alternative in our community, but we are about providing hope to those who are hurting. And the big argument that people have against pregnancy help organizations is you're only about the baby. This is our chance to highlight we're about so much more. Mm -hmm. We're about a holistic approach. We're about creating families. We're about providing hope and help to families. We're about mentoring all those things we are about that we don't get to highlight at other times. And I know that there are ministries out there, they're helping find health care They're helping make sure that people have food on their tables. They're helping women find jobs who are single moms. I'm in tears almost talking about it. I know what you're doing. Just keep doing it and then let your donors know because the truth is people are desperate to help right now. Kirk, you know, for me, I've been, I'm not a seamstress. I'm not a sewer, but one of my good friends, her daughter's a nurse, and she said, hey, there are these headbands you can make and you can put buttons on them. And so next thing I know, I'm sewing 50 headbands and you know, the struggle has been real, but I just want to do anything to help. That's the heart of all of our donors right now help them see the vision of how they can help because they want to desperately. Yeah, connect it to the crisis. Yeah. And I honestly believe we're hearing from those who are hurting sometimes. And I know it's hard to ask. It's still okay to ask. It really is. We do so with a little bit more sensitivity, but let's not forget there are people in a really strong situation. I had a center who called me and they said that somebody gave them, said, look, I know you're in a tough situation. What's your monthly budget? She told them. And they said, you've got that $20,000 check. It's coming. And if you need two or three more months, I can do that too. People realize this. We need to just stay connected. And I think the other thing is not getting into teaching too much. The key right now is thank those who are staying with us as much as we can. Thank them. Let them know we know they're there and we appreciate them. Well, God is just going to keep showing up. And that's the amazing thing about this. That story is such an amazing story of God working in the heart of a donor to show up. And we are going to hear these stories over the coming months of how God just keeps showing up to build faith in our communities. So I think to kind of close the donor part of this, I would say this, focus on thanking. Focus on when you're asking. Do so with sensitivity, but don't be afraid to ask. It's okay. And we'll talk about events a little more in just a second. But even with events, as we reimagine our events, look at ways to go on with. There will be some. I promise you, there will be some who say, oh, we cannot ever have a meeting, not even this fall. We're not going to be able to get together. I think we need to step back from that concern because we don't know what's going to happen, but the opportunity is going to pop up. And I will say this. I've thought about it a lot. I think that as our churches start and the body of Christ starts gathering together, a natural outflow is going to be, how do we help the body? And that includes our pregnancy help centers. For me, the idea of getting to gather with people again, it's such an exciting idea. And it's a very healing idea. And I think we need to understand people are desperate for that community. They're desperate for that body to regather. And so to me, that includes our pregnancy help ministries and people are going to want that community. Absolutely. And so I think our events as far as in-person gatherings will come back. I wish I, I was Nostradamus or whoever and could tell you exactly when that's going to happen. I 
don't, but I do believe they're happening. Some are going to have to go virtual now, have bridge events and things like that. But at the same time, I think we're going to come back. We had a neighbor the other day, yesterday. Mm -hmm. She's walking by, she and her husband, and she says, when this is over, I just want to hug somebody. I'm going to hug somebody. (laughs) And I thought, well, that's where a lot of people are. So I think these events will come back. And they will be healing and God will use them in special ways. That's what I really believe. I do too. Our next section, we're going to talk about speakers. And these are our fundraising experts. They're our partners in helping make sure we get the funds we need for our pregnancy help centers. And this is very near and dear to our hearts because in a way, we've kind of dedicated our lives to this. And I'm so appreciative of every director that's ever thanked me behind the scenes because they know, you know, as a director out there that it's a community, it's a family event when we're working with pregnancy help centers and our boys have to be their daddy's cheerleader and I have to be and we miss him because he's gone a lot. Um, So this has actually been a really precious time for us because we've got to have him home so much, but it's very special to us and As a speaker, I know, Kirk, your heart and passion for this ministry. And I'm very proud to be your wife because I see all the good that you've done for ministries across this country and helping them fund the work that they're doing. And so I know Heartbeat wanted us to talk a little bit about all of this from a speaker's point of view. And I think it's such an important topic. So what do we want to say? So now I'm on the spot. Yeah. (laughs) I've had the opportunity to do this for 20 years. And I think the most important thing is I've gotten to know a lot of speakers, Mm -hmm. a lot of them. I know the comedians. I know the ones who are apologetics people. I know ones with great stories. And the one thing that I keep seeing is they have a heart for this Mm -hmm. ministry. I think, by and large, our speakers are invested in us, and they don't do this for the money. They do this because they care about the ministries. They want to see you grow. They really do. And so during this time, they're very flexible right now. They're wanting to work with you. We're friends with a lot of the speakers out there around the nation working towards these efforts. And so you've had conversations with a lot of speakers through all of this. And you know their heart is to see how do we keep raising funds for these pregnancy help centers. Yeah. And talking to the agencies and they're saying, look, we're reimagining things. Obviously, virtual events are popping up and people are coming together and saying, hey, we can get you a platform. We can create this. We can do it all for you. We can work with you. And the speakers are saying, okay, how can we make this happen? I know I was talking with an agency the other day about Zoom meetings. What about a speaker Zoom meeting with, say, 10, 20, 50, maybe 100 donors and make it very personal and and see how we can connect? I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is speakers are flexible. They know you're going through a tough time. They are looking at ways they can help and they want to jump in any way they can. And so if you have an event scheduled or postponed, I'd say stay connected to your speaker and look at creative alternatives. Well, I think to really look at your speaker as a partner with you, I just know from watching you, I have learned so much about development being your wife. You have revolutionized the way I look at development and ministries. And I've kind of always been around fundraising, but I, boy, you have made me think differently about it. And I know that you have so much to offer these ministries. You really are an expert at this. You've done it. You've raised so much money and you need to, to remember these people, these speakers are your partners and do not panic and say, oh, you know, don't panic and think that you have to do it alone right now. You do not. 
You have these people. They're here for you. They are working behind the scenes. I know you've been in meetings with other speakers. You guys are trying to find the path forward that that's keeps these ministries thriving right now. So look to your speakers. They have a lot to say and a lot to do to help you. They want to partner with you. They really do. And it's easy for us, as you said, to kind of get into our shell and say, oh my gosh, this is all on me. It's not. I'd pick up the phone, call the agency if you've got a speaker scheduled or postponed or something like that and say, what can we do? We want to see how we can work this out. I thought about this with some ministries that I've been involved with that maybe haven't leaned on speakers as much. Actually, I believe this is a very important time to look at speakers, to look at virtual events that you can't easily do on your own right now. This is where these people are working through the technology. They're working through all the challenges that come with virtual meetings to do it well. So even if you maybe haven't, you know, your banquet has been conducted without a speaker, I would revisit that right now because I know what these guys are doing and it's phenomenal and I'm just wowed by it. So I would encourage that for anybody out there who who is looking at how do we proceed with this. Well, absolutely. And for those who are part of the Heartbeat Conference recently, we saw what could happen mm. when someone reimagines, when they transform and do it differently. And you got to come in for a lot of it and see what was going on. Kirk and I both, we would sit there at times in tears. Both of us were a bunch of babies, just moved by what we saw happening across the world. It, it was incredible. And I, as I was watching, I just thought, God is doing something special here through this really challenging time. And I just love it. It's beautiful. And I think some of our virtual realities that we've come a part of, the, the virtual events that we're doing, some of those may remain later on. I do believe that our events, as we were just talking about, people want to gather. They're going to want to again. And I don't know whether that time is sooner, later, whenever, but people are going to want to gather. But that doesn't mean that a virtual event might not find its way into our development plan each year as well. I don't know. Yeah, I think that the virtual component has some potential here. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, So we may be having banquets and we may also have some type of a virtual event that we had not imagined before. And I think you and I, when all of this began back for us, it was March 14th was our first day Mm -hmm. inside six weeks ago or whatever it was, seven, I guess now, but we decided we're going to look at opportunities. And I think as we look at opportunities, our speakers can help us. They can be a part of it. They're ready to partner with us. And that's an opportunity that's out there and worth looking at. And, and I think so important right now because I think it'd be easy to start feeling isolated and that you're alone in your development experience and you're not. You are not. And your banquet is not lost. I, I believe that we have to to really, you know, uh, for all our ladies out there, put on your big girl pants, ladies, and let's do this. This is such an important time. This is not the time to panic. It's not the time to give up. It's the time to pull up our sleeves and say, we're doing this. This ministry matters, and we're going to partner with others that can help make it happen. Absolutely. And folks are out there to help us do that. The last section is really about our amazing directors and staff in pregnancy help centers across this nation and across the world. And I have such a heart for each and every one of you out there. As I've had the chance to travel with Kirk and see your hearts, I'm blown away. I think some of the most important work being done for the cause of Christ in this nation is through pregnancy help centers. I believe that very firmly. I've seen so many people doing the hard work 
of walking alongside the broken and vulnerable in our world. It blows me away. It's funny. We say pregnancy help centers. We're talking about pregnancy help organizations, maternity homes, all of us in this thing together. And I think the important thing that pops out at me through all of this is that we have an opportunity for our communities to see us like never before. You talk about opportunity. A lot of people have seen us as the pro-life group. Oh, they're those people. This is an opportunity for them to see us, as we mentioned earlier, a lot more holistic. We are reaching, as you said, the vulnerable, the hurting, those who have. We look at the problems that those who come in our door have, and there's an underlying why that we can reach. And I think that I could be wrong about getting the pulse of the world right now, but I really believe a lot of people are shaken by this. And a lot of people are looking for something deeper and something greater. They're seeing that all their pursuits for wealth, stuff, whatever it was they were pursuing is not nearly as important as they thought. So I think that what that has a potential to do is have a lot more people walking into the doors of our ministries and seeking for guidance and seeking for help. I do too. And I think not only that, in our communities, They're looking for those groups and people are looking for opportunities to work with groups that are truly changing lives. And I think as we go deeper with the clients who come in our door, as we search out their whys, why do they have this behavior? How can we reach them where they are? Love without agenda is what we were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier today as we were having breakfast. As we love them without agenda, people will see that. People will see these people really look like Jesus looked. Mm-hmm. loving without agenda, healing the hurting. And when they come in and we offer hope, we heal hurts. And if you do this, I think the community will see you, and you're already doing it. Mm-hmm. I see this as an opportunity for our community to see us differently and see us as heroes instead of people. Sometimes they see us as on one side of a political battle and they have to choose sides. Well, this is an opportunity for people to see us as simply loving. And When they see the simple love, no agendas, no You need to believe this way or that way. We're just here for you. I think the community will look at us differently. And I love what could happen because of this. And I think that this is not the time to get discouraged. This is not the time to, you know, sort of give up and slump our shoulders. This is the time to, you know, freshen up, get ourselves cleaned up and ready to go. Because I firmly believe there is a lot of work to do on the other side of this more than we can imagine. So we need to get bolstered. I I just want to encourage every person out there working as, you know, whatever capacity, be praying. How do you want to use this for your cause? How do you want to use this to build the body? Because he's going to. And I just believe it's a prime opportunity. So directors, I just want to lift up your arms and encourage you and give you a big hug and say, you got this. Let's go. Let's do this. And staff members, we're reaching out to you because you are the ones who are on the ground so often doing this. You're the ones reaching out and hugging. You're the ones doing the hard stuff. And again, we've talked about this in light of events. In our events, let's highlight those things. I really think, and and I promise you, Jen, I'm not putting on my suit and teaching, but I see a video at our events of what we did during the crisis. Mm, I love it. To reach out to the community, to change lives and let them know we're here. We are more than an issue. So much more. And I know you are, but still a lot of people are are struggling with perceptions. Boy, what a grand time when we can shift those perceptions in a big way. 
and coming in as a staff on the other side of this, more united, more aware of one another's needs and taking care of each other. I think we can get so client focused sometimes that we forget to really take care of each other. I mean, I know we're taking care of each other, but I think there's just a a special level of this um, being born out of this time to really watch out for each other, to really say those encouraging words to one another. Well, Jesus said something about that. You know, he was pretty smart, and he said something along the lines of, they'll know you're Christians, they'll know you're believers by your love for one another. And I think that's what we really need to do. We've got to use this time, and I don't know who I'm talking to, but maybe lay down something. Mm-hmm. where we've struggled with somebody else in the office or whatever it is. And we say, you know what? We're going to use this time to lay it down. We're coming together. And the more unified we are, if we want to know how to change clients' lives, it's when they see us loving each other. And if they wow. see that, their lives are going to be changed. Again, an opportunity. We've had seven weeks so far, and I don't know how much longer, depending on your state, where we've been kind of isolated, hopefully meeting online and virtually with staff and those sorts of things. But we come back together, we have an opportunity to lay things down, to love each, even if we have strongly, we can take it to another level when we come back together. I love that. Well, good. I'm glad you did. (laughs) One final idea. So to close, I would love for you to share something about our own experience. I want to start by saying this. We've been on a journey for several years now. And recently we were sitting and talking about it. And I said, you know, what is it, Kirk, that that is our heart? What is kind of the bottom line? And you said, we want a faith revolution. And it was just this light bulb moment for me. And I was like, oh my goodness, you're right. So I want you to talk to all of our friends out there in uh, ministry about what we are doing at the Faith Revolution and why it's so connected to what they're doing. Yeah, it's to me, it's huge because pregnancy help ministries are places where all of us have to lay down our denominational ties Mm -hmm. in order to work together. And the cool thing about it is by simplifying our faith, we have to. If we're going to reach out in faith to people, we have to lay some stuff down that we may hold dear on Sunday morning and those sorts of things. We lay it down because we want faith to be accessible to anyone. Anybody gets to have faith. And I know anybody out there listening says, absolutely, you're amening or whatever, because anybody does get to have faith. And so what we're doing with the faith revolution is walking through all sorts of issues and topics as we talk about making it accessible to anyone, making faith simple for anyone, because anybody, no matter where they are, no matter their struggles, whether they've been walking with the Lord for dozens of years, decades, whatever, or just thinking about it for the first time, it's accessible to anybody. And I love that. And so we're talking about that on a regular basis. And we've had the opportunity to talk to different staff and directors across the country about this topic. And you've inspired us. I think about Julie and Galveston and Diana and Louisville. And we just love you and we love what you're doing. And um, it's inspired us that faith is for everyone. And we need to make it accessible to everyone. And Kirk, you greatly inspired me on these topics. And I love these discussions with you. And I'm I'm really excited about what's ahead with our faith revolution. Well, thanks. And and I I enjoy doing this with you. I think of the woman at the well who got to have faith immediately. I think of a demoniac who got healed. And within minutes, he was an evangelist for Jesus. (laughs) And I think, look, those who come in our door, they could be that next person who gets a life change immediately. And so that's what we're talking about. We're having a good time with it. And we hope if you get a chance to join us in that. 
So thanks for having me today. It's such an honor to be a part of this community on any level. And I'm so grateful and all of you are in my prayers. Thanks for all you do. It, it's a joy to be a part of your day just for a few minutes. Uh, we do. We love you. We know that you are reaching out. We know that you are sacrificing, that lives will be changed, and we appreciate everything you do. Visit KirkWalden.com. That's K-I-R-K-W-A-L-D-E-N.com to stay connected and learn more about the faith revolution. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pregnancy Help Podcast. To subscribe to future episodes, access resources related to today's session, or listen to previous episodes, visit www.heartbeatinternational.org podcast. Thanks for tuning in.